please welcome Chief Operating Officer at Lilium, Yves Yemsi. Well, good morning. Uh, it's a pleasure, it's an honor to be here with you today. So I'd like to thank Shikam and his team for uh, giving us a chance to uh, tell you who we are at Lilium, what we do, and how we partner with Palantir to do it better and faster. So what we're doing at Lilium, based in Germany, is basically building radically better ways of moving. That's ambitious. So why is that radical? First, we fly. We want you to fly. And that's great. I mean, most of us fly, but no, not the majority of humanity. Point A to point B. So I'm talking about London downtown to Heathrow. I'm talking about JFK to downtown New York. I'm talking about saving hours of traffic. Right? So that's, that's radically different. The second thing is that it's sustainable. While we're in the air, we don't create emissions. It's electric. Wow, that's different. So no emissions, no pollution, less guilt. Yeah, that's better because we'd better think about it as we just heard. So it's sustainable. And the last thing, it's for everybody. It's not for the wealthy people. It's for everybody. It has the potential to reach a price point which makes it competitive with a taxi service because it's very simple. So how simple is it? Well, that's the solution we are defining and building. It's a jet, it's actually a jet, it's electric, and it takes off vertically, so you can reach the, basically the downtown of cities, you can go into very small footprint, in fact, it's a helicopter pad. And the good news about it, it's, it's ducted fans, electric fans, so it's not noisy. Take San Francisco, more than 30 different helicopter pads, almost all of them have been shut down because of noise. So, much less noise, safer than helicopters because it has redundancy, all these multiple engines, and that matters a lot. And zero emission, zero emission, that matters a lot too. Wow, so that's what we want to bring to the world, and that's what we work on. Now, it has to be accessible to everybody, so we didn't want to, if you, some of you which have flown a helicopter, it's, it's not a pleasant experience always, so we wanted also to Make sure that everybody can have a pleasant experience inside. Commercial, commercial development and basically being ubiquitous around the world means that it has to be a good passenger experience. So the cabin has to be basically configured in a way that is accessible, accessible for everybody, even people which are physically impaired. And that's a condition we gave ourselves. So it's really for everybody, right? So that's what we're doing. We are actually doing that. We're a startup, 900 employees based in Munich. Uh, but aerospace innovation is extremely demanding. And I know that, I spent nearly two decades at Airbus, um, was head of quality for the A350 aircraft, which most of you have flown, it's pretty safe aircraft. It's exactly about that. Bringing innovation to aerospace is almost an oxymoron, because it has to be safe. Yeah, we don't want to create a use case for the insurance company we just saw this morning. <laughs> we don't want that. Yeah, not adding one more risk, because you say, oh my God, I'm in London, and then suddenly have the risk of this, flying stuff just falling on my garden or my house. No, so how do we make it safe? Well, safety standards, there are regulators to do that. We can't fly commercially if we don't have the approval for regulators. We happen to be sat in Europe with the most stringent regulator in the world, EASA, European Aviation Safety Agency. Well, they decided for this new breed of aircraft is gonna be safe 10 to the minus nine, exactly the same type of safety standard that we get for commercial aircraft. Now you feel safer. 
You step into that, you step into a 8320 or a Boeing 787, same, same level of safety. So we get into the nano safety, right? Nano, like nanometers, you know, in semiconductors, you're chasing one billionth of a chance. And you have to demonstrate it before you get a permit to fly. That's what we're after. So it's beautiful, but inside it's pretty complex. It's kilometers of cable, it's electrical, it's new technology, it's innovation. So what is really innovating there? Most, first and foremost, the architecture. The, this, you haven't seen an aircraft like that, have you? No, well, that's innovation. There is a reason why, because it's difficult. It's a very difficult architecture. It's unstable by nature. It's a canard, a wing, so we have to modelize a lot of CFD. If you know about aerospace, if you know about modelization, you know that fluid dynamic is not linear. So you have to generate a huge amount of data just to know where you are. And then you have to test it, fly, to make sure that the real evidence that you accumulate with uh, tons of data is matching your model, which has tons of data. Wow, that's already, you smell a use case for Palantir, right? Um, well, but it's not only about that, you know, it's basically now building it, operating, because there will be hundreds, there will be thousands of these machines around the world. So how do you make sure that they remain safe? How do we know in which state they are? So tons of built-in sensors which are going to accumulate a lot of data. So that's our journey. Now, intuitively, the first hurdle is the regulation, getting the approval of the regulator. So that's a journey. And we started, we're far advanced in that journey. In fact, we're already building these machines. So you don't realize, but there are a handful of companies like ours, which have already gone public, we got public last year on NASDAQ, and which are already bringing these machines to the world. In the second half of the decade, they will be everywhere. Yeah, people say, well, that's science fiction. No, it's coming. It's coming faster than you imagine. Everywhere, everywhere around the world. If you check this industry, eVTOL, electrical, vertical, takeoff and landing. Google it, you will see it's everywhere. All right, so we're one of them. We tend to be one of the most equipped in terms of engineering workforce and experience, etc. Right, and we are based in Europe and EASA is very thorough and very committed to make us work. So we're in industrialization phase. So what it means, we're solving problems. We constantly solve problems. Well, the good news, we're engineers, we love it. And we have to demonstrate we have solved we have solved problem. We have regulators, and they, they tend to be very thorough. That's our challenge. So how do we demonstrate that? Through evidences, how do you document them? How we basically are winning this race to safety? Winning the race to safety. It's time to safety. I spent some time in the Silicon Valley, time to market, time to volume, time to cost. Yeah, we're going to go there after. But getting to the market right now is a demonstration of time to safety. It's learning fast. So our use case is somewhat different. Yeah, we will be in Industry 4.0. In fact, I spent two decades at Airbus. Airbus will have a demonstration, I think, later this afternoon. Airbus is a user of Palantir. And I was actually leading the first use case uh, with uh, Shyam and his team back you know, a couple of years ago. So yes, we're going to do acceleration of non-quality analytics to see where could be the sources of non-quality, i.e. non-safety. We're going to have these massive supply chains around the world. We have already suppliers in Japan. We have suppliers in the US. We are buying semiconductors. This is a flying laboratory, these machines. It's tons of electronics. Uh, digital twins, I heard digital representation. We're building digital twin of the aircraft, but also be building digital twin of the production system. Why the production system? Why do we care? Well, we do care because there is a regulator that says whether the production system itself is safe. That's interesting. So we have nothing to demonstrate the machine is safe, but we have to demonstrate that the way it's produced is safe and it's registered. It doesn't change. And each change has to be controlled. That's demanding. And predictive maintenance, yeah, we want to know everywhere, all these machines around the world, these thousands of aircraft, where they are. Is the door okay? Is uh, 
battery pack okay? Is the flight control computer okay? We have tons of built-in test equipment that will just drop data direction without the users being aware of that. That's, that's just basically, you know what? This is a norm today, right? So we still want to do it from the beginning. So the beauty of being a startup, well, being in our ecosystem, we have hundreds of business applications already, and we have to be cyber safe, by the way. I just mentioned that, that that's a key element of safety, cyber. You don't want anybody to fly the aircraft instead of the pilot. So we're already doing that, and that's a use case. That's almost normal now in the industry. What is a bit different is actually we innovate faster. You know, th this race of time to safety is data-driven. It's absolutely data-driven. A couple of examples. We have a flight test. We have a demonstrator which is flying in the south of Spain. You check on our website, you know, we'll see this beautiful machine because it does exist. It flies today. We have demonstrated this flight physics. Why well, it works. Wonderful. First time in the world. Well, how did we do that? We wanted to basically fly and analyze. Every single flight is incremental. We go a bit faster, we take a tighter turn. So in aerospace language, we are augmenting the flight domain, right? We are augmenting the flight envelope. We're proving it's safe with a flight envelope. Step by step, every single flight we have, we're streaming thousands of sensors and we just take data. Our engineers have to analyze it before getting to the same, to the same a bit more, so incremental. The time to analyze using a bit of uh, Palantir support with our team, together with our team, we basically drastically reduce that time. Factor six, faster learning. We could fly more often, we could learn faster. It's all about learning faster the new technology. Safety is about learning, predictive, knowing, demonstrating. We've done the same for batteries. That's new. Battery has been there everywhere. There, there is a lithium-ion battery on A350, there is one on 787. I know that story. Yeah, it does work, but it's not the primary source of power. It doesn't happen today. So putting batteries as a primary source of power, yeah, you have it on your Tesla car. But the thing is that, you know, if the battery runs flat, you just stop and you just exit. If the battery runs flat here, well, back to the use case I discussed before. <laughs> so we have to modelize it. We have to demonstrate that we know how it's working, that the flight control computer, all the sensors know the state of health, the state of charge, the aging, any potential risk of thermal runaway. You don't want to have a thermal runaway when it's flying. That'd be a bad news. Of course, we have to demonstrate we can contain it. That's part of the regulator. So to have to modelize all of that. And with Palantir, we've been able to test, use our test data, accumulate billion data, billions of data points on the sales behavior so we can modelize it accurately. That's key part of our journey. That's an example how we do it faster, right? And of course, changes. This is a very integrated system. If you change something in the design on the engine, then you suddenly have different aerodynamics loads on the wings, which means you have to change the structure. If you change the structure, you change the shape. If you change the shape, you change the aerodynamics loads again. So you can go in spiral development. That's the beauty of aerospace. So all the changes are involving all our systems, PLM, production systems, CFD modeling. So how do we understand the change of changing the size of the engine? Well, it's a data game. So innovating faster, getting faster to the market means understanding faster, getting data into insights. We have a ton of engineers. We have some of the best brains in the aerospace industry we're able to recruit. But they tend to transform data into data. <laughs> That's difficult. So we're, we're trying at the management level to get this insight and make the right decisions to get the right product on the market in a safe way. So that's our journey. We don't do it alone. So we're a small company, but we're already partnering with some of the biggest names in, in, the, in the industry. Why? Because, well, they want to be part of this revolution. eVTOL is a revolution that is coming. And we're not the only one. So we have different partners. You see them, Honeywell recognized flight control computer, avionics, more than 100 years of experience. So yeah, it's safe. 
we have a triple, triple dissimilarity flight control computer. Go figure out. That means that basically it's redundant, triple, triple different route of computing, software, and hardware to make sure that all the signals are voted permanently, two against one, so which means you know where you are. Handling qualities and safety. So we couldn't develop it ourselves, but we want to develop, and that's again sharing data, sharing tons of data. Same for name Denso. Denso is a giant in Japan, you know, the, the supplier of electric engines to uh, all the Toyota cars. So they decided, hey, they fell in love with the concept. You know, they decided to bring to us a marvel of technology, a super integrated electric motor. In fact, we have 30 of them on the aircraft. And they deliver a performance which is just un unbelievable. 3.7 kilogram, 110 kilowatt. Go do the mathematics and compare with your Tesla S. You'll see its factors above. So all of that has to be developed fast. So time to safety means tons of data shared with the suppliers at the early stage. Of course, we will share later at the industrial stage. And all the use cases that I've seen today are super interesting for us. We will go there end to end from supplier to customer. In fact, as we did with Airbus, understanding that if you know your quality landscape is predominantly the biggest headache we have to solve, every single component, production system stabilized everywhere so you can target the right safety. We will do that, but first and foremost, and what's a bit different from what we have seen this morning is this innovation faster through data uh, is a quite interesting journey. So thank you, thank you very much for this opportunity. Happy to discuss later.